We represent you. Outside again, Tupou away, Tedesco pulled it in, this time it's Kiri in support. We feel you by your presence. Via Rooster. Well, Roosters fans, welcome to the end of season 2021. And we thought on this show this week, the last show for the year, we would hand over the last word to our CEO, Joe Kelly, and of course, none other than the one and only coach, Trent Robinson. Something that we haven't done on Roosters Radio before in our eight seasons of doing this amazing podcast. Well, Silky and Bells, welcome to the last word, the last show of the season. And looking back, how did you find it, Bells? Well, boys, I'm a little bit sad, actually, a little bit of a tear in the eye. It's the last show today, but what a season we have had. I am just, um, I think I've said it every week, how proud I am of this club and the Roosters. It's just, as they said, as Boyd Cordner said, proud to be a Rooster, and I'm just proud to be a fan. It's They've been outstanding. I have to agree with you, Bella. It's just been an amazing season of ups and downs. It's been a roller coaster of emotions from retirements to, you know, uh, season-ending injuries, debuts, you name it. This season's had everything. And even tonight, like, really looking forward to hearing from our coach to get his thoughts on, uh, you know, his views of the season. So plenty to look forward to tonight. But, uh, yeah, to back up your sentiment there, it's been a, a roller coaster of emotions. Well, boys, on that note, let's wrap up the season. What has been your favourite moments of the season, Bush? Bells, for me, it's the season I finally lost my hair. Silky's been at me for a while now. And uh, I remember, you know, back when we first started the podcast, there was a, a bit of a fringe there, but I've been tearing my hair out at some decisions on and off the field and uh, things like that. But no, in all seriousness, um, <laughs> it's been a year that is just like no other. Um, I'm really proud too. You know, we've all got strong family here. We're just, we're just fans like everyone else. You know, we're not experts. We don't try to be. We want to represent the fans and I think our show itself has, has gone to a new level too with the type of quality guests we've got, and we're really proud of that. But for me, you know, some on-field moments, um, Jake and Boyd retiring, you know, it's it's a bittersweet. You know, you're so sad to see such legends go. Who can forget the coordinate carry or friendy, how many tackles he makes and how tireless he works? Then they have those injuries, which is like part of your family. So you go, nah, I don't want to see that happen. And then that decision for them to retire you're so happy for them. So it's such a, a crazy sort of ride, that ride. You ride it with them. And, you know, we're just fans. You know, they've got to think of their families and everything else. But it's sad when you see footballers who you really love finish their career, you know. And uh, that was one for me. Yeah, I've got a couple and not all are kind of happy moments. First one that came to mind was uh, we were lucky enough to go on the trip up to Newcastle to watch the mm. boys take on Newcastle. And we were... We were winning the game convincingly. I think there was about five minutes to go. And within that time, we lost Brett Morris and Lindsay Collins to season-ending knee injuries. And the bus back to the hotel, the, the eerie silence on that bus, I'll, I'll never f forget that. We should have been celebrating a, a great win against Newcastle. But the fact that we knew we'd lost two, uh, two of our players for the season, it was just a really eerie feeling and something that will always uh, you know, stay in my memory. It was akin to losing a loved one, no? It was. On the bus, it really just, was. No one spoke. 
It no, was, you yeah, could hear silent, a pin drop. Yeah, you could yep. hear a pin, and I've never been on a bus ride like it. And another memory that really jumps out at me was Roosters v Broncos at the SCG <laughs> when Victor's <laughs> eyes were just spinning around his head and he was, you know, trying. Well, you know, we we all know what happened, but from a football point of view, that that was a moment that stands out for me. I think it cemented Victor in the hearts and minds of the fans as the the next JWH or you know the new spiritual leader in waiting. So, Bells, what about you? Uh, I think for me will be the. Obviously, the season that we had with the injuries and the losses, as, as we all know, and just seeing nine debutants um, mm, in the yeah. side and the depth of our club, um, I just thought it was outstanding. I was really excited to see Egan Butcher debut. Yeah, good. Uh, he's a young, you know, local boy and come up through the ranks. So that was great to see him hit the field. And also Sam Walker. I mean, that was fantastic seeing him. He's such a class act and, a, and you know, being a halfback, he's he's going to be with us for a long time. So obviously he was brought in a little earlier than what Robbo wanted. Robbo had no choice, but um, it, he did so well. Well, Bill's talking about memorable moments, uh, Anzac Day this year, it was kind of the beginning of Sam Walker to the, to the greater rugby league community. You know, he scored a try. I think he set up about four. He kicked a few goals as well. Uh, he won the the medal. I forget the name escapes me, but the best player on the ground. Mm. And it was probably his second or third first grade game. So, uh, you know, thinking about magic moments or memorable moments of the season, Sammy Walker's uh, performance against the Dragon stands out too. Well, we have a bit of attrition ourselves, Anzac Day, the three of us and our families. And Silky, <laughs> one of my memorable moments is how you revolutionised Chinese culture at the Bambuzia <laughs> restaurant, a favourite of Arthur Beetson and Jack Gibson down at Bondi Beach when you... Uh, Picked up the microphone and lamented an old-fashioned Joe Cocker number with a raspy voice. And, mate, you know, the bar made, the it was actually ACDC, Bush, but let's not get into the semantics of it. But, uh, <laughs> oh, you know. might, have been, might have mixed up the song with another time. But, mate, you rocked him that night and got the three M, uh, the three Dally M points the next day for the sing-along. Yeah, that's right, boys. Cooper, you absolutely stole the show that night. Now, Bush, your memorable moments? Let, let's tap back yeah, into that. Two more big ones. One of them. Listening to Nick Politis on this show, we've got a good relationship with Nick at Roosters Radio and, and we've struck a great friendship. And there's not much known about our chairman. You know, he's a, he's a bit of an enigma. And the more you get to know him, more we get to know him, you realise why. But to have the access, the honesty, and he just tells it like it is. I just love when a man can be so honest. Not that he doesn't care. Of course he cares. But because he has got so much confidence in his decision-making... He doesn't have to answer to anyone, and he just tells the truth. And, you know, a lot of clubs look at the Roosters and they, uh, you know, associate Uncle Nick, as we all call him, as fans, and they look at, you know, what he brings to the club, and all they do is deflect. They, they you know, talk disparagingly and stuff like that, because, you know what, they all wish they had one. South yeah, kind of got that in Russell Crowe, and you've got to respect that. I love, I admire and respect what Russell Crowe has done for rugby league and for his club, because it's the same... I understand it as a Roosters fan because it's what Nick Politis has done for our Roosters for a lot longer. So you kind of begrudgingly respect your greatest rival for that and wish him the best. And you know what? It was a great interview. Last one for me that really comes to mind, James Tedesco. To see him win that Jack Gibson medal of the night, um, he won the members, the Red Rooster Members Award. Silky and I are proud enough to, uh, you know, given the opportunity to present that. I've got to tell you, I, I haven't seen a captain have that much of an influence on a game Wow, since Darren Lockyer, perhaps, for Brisbane, you know, I mean, or Mal Meninga, like he just, Teddy had influenced every single game leading into the finals. I don't care about he, he last He picked week. our boys up and carried them, didn't he? Some, of, some of those games. He, he yep. just... Led by example. So, yeah. You, yeah, mm. Thank you. So you said it. You said to him in the interview, Teddy, you know what? Friendy and Boyd um, speak with their actions, you know, as opposed to their words. And I think he just picked up where they were, the cord and the carry. 
the friend tackle or the little grubber in behind. Teddy just, he was everywhere. Mm. Every And Bells, you asked him about his motor and his fitness. You turn up, there's Teddy. It's like there should be a book. Where's Teddy? He's got his own though. Yeah. Well, it's going to be exciting to see him next year again and just hit 2022. He's on fire at the moment. Um, my last one would be also Robbo. You know, I've said it all year. In Robbo, we trust. Um, outstanding coach, outstanding man off the field mm. as well. And just to maintain, like we've always had a winning environment, but to be able to maintain that winning environment with such the young and inexperienced side that we've had, He's just, he's phenomenal. He's a hes a great leader and we're lucky to have him as a head coach. We'll saddle up the Palomino's Roosters fans because after the break, we're going to be talking to the man himself, Trent Robinson. You're on Roosters Radio and we'll be back with the man himself right after this. Well, Roosters fans, it's the end of the season and what a great season we've had. And to talk to us is none other than our astute and fearless leader, our coach, Trent Robinson. We've dedicated this show of the fans, by the fans and for the fans. And we wanted to talk to Robbo this week, even though there's no game on, and give him and our CEO, Joe Kelly, the last word. Would you please welcome to Roosters Radio, the great Trent Robinson. Coach, how are you? Bush, Silk, Bell, how are you? We're doing very well, Robbo. Firstly, on behalf of all the fans, mate, congratulations. Uh, We spoke to you at the halfway mark of the season, and uh, we asked you you, to give the, the side a grade. I don't know if you recall, but you graded the team a B plus. Looking back at the season now, mate, what would you grade it? Yeah, it's ooh, an actual grade. This is this is the funny part. I, I sort of spoke about it at the um, the awards night. Just how like it's really hard, right? So a couple of days after your loss, I'm defining the season on my last game at the moment, and 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 as every sort of minute and day goes by, I'm starting to grade it on how the season was. So I'm still, yeah, I'm disappointed with that. We couldn't absolutely nail the last game. But as I said, I'm really proud of the the way that, that we handled the whole season. It, if, if, if that gets thrown up, usually teams and clubs wobble at some point. And oh, I just felt like we held our character strong. But as far as on field, you know, we're in the B still as far as character and off field and in between the games, we're we're an A plus. So that's how I've you know, I've had to reevaluate what success looked like. Um, but I don't want to stay there for long. <laughs> I wanna get back to the <laughs> I wanna get back to the other one as well. I wanna do both together. That's when you're at your best. Mate, we we know you've got a, a mind for education and a thirst for it, and your arms are um, are built for lifting up trophies and premiership trophies. So, what did you learn that you'll take into next year, or what did you learn as a coach after being at the helm for you know the last eight or so years? I learned that you know the the importance of leadership and stability is really important. So we actually had that right from Nick. You know, Nick sets the tone for us as well, and and you know that absolute support, but also. Um, we've had some really good succession planning, which I didn't really see coming, but sort of did. And we had, you know, to to lose your two captains, you know, playing 18 minutes of footy in the year, you know, we had to have some really strong guys coming through. And and obviously Teddy and Jared led the way there, but I was really happy with guys like Nat Butcher, um, especially Joey Manu, Angus was was leading us off in between games. There was lots of guys that sort of um, Isaac Lucy, well, just put their shoulder to the wheel. So I mm. learned 
that leadership isn't just only the guy at the top, the captain of the team. You need to spread it because um, that's a team. That's what that's what a team needs through the course of a season. I think I, I learned the adaptability of staff and players even more so. Like it's the, the, the highest uh, amount of adaptability that we've had to do and what people are capable of. And I think I may have talked to you guys about it before, but you have. I learned when I coached under 20s about not capping a team. I did that when I was coaching an under 20s team and I thought, okay, they're, they're only this good, so therefore we can only get to that level. And so that this whole year was a an experiment in in not setting a limit on what teams are capable of um, and just, you know, allowing the players, the staff to coach the hell out of each other and and see what's possible. Um, and we got that out of, you know, a lot of young guys. Rob, that might be an opportunity. I mean, this is a casual chat for the fans to give you the last word. What's the last word on Boyd and Jake? You spent so much time with these guys and they were so important part of your inner circle, your leadership group. One, you know, premierships, uh, you know, have done so much, achieved so much together, work with them through the highs and lows of injuries and, and into their retirement. What's the last word for you on Jake and the last word for you on Boyd? They say nice words coming back the other way, but they're the crutch that coaches need to, to get through their careers and to get through their um, the tough times. And they've always been there and and they've they've, they've got a really unique ability to stand up uh, when things are really tough and then when things are at their toughest they go you, you boys are you know grew up in the beach culture and you remember eddie would go remember the hawaiian yeah. surfer eddie ikea one of the greats yeah so you know and that was the whole thing about when it was biggest when it was you know at its toughest he would go and that that's that's jake and boyd to us and now they've got to redirect that in another part of their life but that they showed us the way to that your character can be in life through football. And that's why we watch it as well, because we want to see the traits that we admire. And they did that for their whole career, right to the end. Um, and they're just, they're just good men. They're just good men that I'll miss watching them on the field. And I'll enjoy having them in another role in the office. Well, mate, uh, round here at Radio Hub, it's Silky would go, and we're going to send you a T-shirt to wear over the summer. That's how we do things here, so thank you for that insight. Robbo, just uh, looking back to the awards night on Sunday night, I've got to say it was an emotional event. Uh, you know, we farewelled five players, three of our coaches. Plenty of tears were shed. Uh, just your thoughts on the event? It was really nice. I'm sort of looking across at where we held it now. It's such a, uh, you know, it's been a bizarre little world up here in our sharing with four teams and in this little resort with footy fields. And uh, and it was a great night. It, I felt like uh, Chris James was outstanding in the way that he emceed it and, and held it together. And and it was just honest. I feel, I feel like we got to the point where we're really honest with each other and it's okay to, to show what you feel. And we knew, you know, we knew lots of people were watching the event, but what they also want to see is the care and love that a team has for each other. And I felt like that came across on the night. So it was good to say goodbye to some, um, you know, some staff and all that. And especially, you know, Fitzy for me was, um, you know, a big one. You know, as I said, I, it is interesting when you throw that debate up about the greatest roosters of all time. And, you know, Artie, I think I said that he was obviously a captain coach player, then captain coach. 
uh, and then he went on to coaching the Roosters. Then he went on to recruiting a lot of the stars through the 2000s and, and even Jake and Orbo and that through as well. So, you know, but Fitzy has to rank alongside that as far as service to our game at the Roosters. And achievements as well. Yeah, I mean, they win. They're winners. That's what they do. Um, so, um, you know, Fitzy, there's an ultimate bond. But again, it's a bit like our last dance together from Jake and Boyd and then Fitzy, you know, it's uh, it, it rocks you and it's um, in a good way as well because that's where you, you you learn to stand up and go again and that's what we'll do next year. You know, I'm really excited about next year, but it, it was sort of just time to say goodbye to those guys. Well, Robbo, touching on next year, as you just mentioned, um, very exciting things to come for 2022. We've obviously got some new signings and coaching staff and whatnot coming. Just a question on one of the signings for myself, um, Connor Watson, what are you excited yeah. about most about his game coming to the club next year? Well, Connor's, you know, he's one of ours. So I think what we've done there, even with our staffing you know, getting Jason Riles back. He's a rooster. He's been to a grand final. Brett Morris has won, won a grand final um, on the coaching staff. Um, and even player-wise, you know, you could see it with Copley, getting back Copley at the end of the year. There's a there's a real trend for us to get back our old players if we, you know, if, if there's reason to. And, and Connor was an easy one for me. It was just trying to fit it in about, like, how is it going to work footy-wise? But... Um, he's such a leader for Newcastle and has been. So we let go a kid and we're brought back a leader. So that's that's one thing. Um, but his style of play, um, it's become more unstructured. It's become more think on your feet. Um, speed is gold in those unstructured moments. Uh, and Connor's ability to play fast, pass, run, break tackles, but play footy, uh, is what excited me most. And that ultimate utility. We've had some guys over the years um, that have played that role, but now we've got a genuine 9-13 plus, you know, 6-1 centre, you know, where you want to stand him depending on the game situation. I'm so excited about having a champion guy back and, and also someone that's got, you know, he's 25. We feel like he's older than that, but his best foot is ahead of him. And in regards to other signings, what, what else are you excited about coming to the Roosters in 2022? Yeah, so we've got Renew for Tony. So he's played 40-odd first-grade games and probably flown under the radar. He's been in the Bulldog system for a while. Um, so with Isaac Liu leaving, um, we wanted somebody to, you know, along with the guys like Tooks and Fahu and, and Fletch, we wanted someone to really, yeah, he moves really well, got a good offload. We really wanted to, to think, that we could develop him into, um, you know, a, a really, really good first grader. So he's coming. Uh, and then after that, um, it's more around staffing. You know, there's been some staffing changes there and um, we're just going to shift a little bit there and, and take on to the next stage. It's going to be a freshness there and get ready to, to, to jump into 22 and beyond. Have you got any exclusives for us? Any scoops on staffing or signings? Can you give us anything? <laughs> Um, Little insights. So I went, I went through obviously the <laughs> um, the start the the coaches the performance staff is um, I'd like to know in the next day to be honest so we're we're uh, sort of twenty four hours away from that but I can't um, give you that 
No, you just did. That's all we wanted. Yep. No, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's yeah, exciting well, so to no know it's coming. No one would know that without a name. So, yeah, we will know, you know, in the next couple of days what's what's happening there as far as who's going to lead our head of performance. Um, and then it'll trickle down to some other positions there. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're looking forward to, you know, there's some guys that have been there for the whole time um, that, that are in our crew, but there's also uh, some freshness and some reintroduction of old Roosters players coming back in as well. Yeah, so Silky Bells and I read that as, listen, guys, I give you the scoop all the time. I love the show. I'm a big fan of you guys. Stay by the phone for the text and keep it between us. Thank you, Trent. <laughs> yeah, don't tell anyone. Do not tell anyone. Now, Robbo, uh, it's been getting a fair bit of coverage recently, the bunker and some rule changes that are afoot for season 22. What would you like to see from the bunker next season? Or not? My biggest thing is there's so much information. Oh, look, I... Uh, might have little been about on-field referees. You know, I think I've been quite positive about the on-field referees. But they're, like we wanted to reduce it. We went from two refs to one ref. But there's so much information going into those refs in a game. And they're incredible at handling that information. And then, But there's things that have crept back into the game without those on, that other on-field referee. You know, simply for me, I would reduce the amount of info that's going to the referee and I would put a, uh, a referee back on the field without a whistle. So there's only a, there's only one guy refereeing it, but what's happening around the ruck, which caused a bit of a stir a couple of weeks ago and um, between coaches and, 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 and the, the little things that are going on there have crept back into the game in a massive way. And the only way to handle that is to put, um, you know, it, it's like having a touch judge on the field and he can feed that information, but he doesn't control the, the rhythm of the game. There's only one that's that's feeling that, and I think that would be uh, a huge uh, improvement in where the game's being exploited at the moment, and also um, of allowing the referee to still control the flow of the game without so much information coming through his ear. Uh, Robert, you only you know you only uh, had a couple of days rest so far. It's all go 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 for you. I'm um, hopefully you're going to have a good rest this month. But Chris mentioned at the awards night um, that training's back on in November. Is that right? Yeah. So they've, they've got Jeez, eight and tough. <laughs> well, it's the back end of November. <laughs> the back end of November. So what they've got is uh, they've added an extra two weeks. So usually it's six and eight weeks off. Um, so what they've done now is go to eight and ten weeks off. So the first group, the young guys that have only had a, a few pre-seasons, are on the 17th of November, almost at the end. See, 17th, almost. <laughs> the last couple of days of November. Uh, and then the older crew are 1st of December. Um, oh, that's, so, a, that's a good know, break. Yeah, professional sport, eight weeks eight weeks off is um, for young guys. That's a... You know, ten weeks. It's a, and they deserve it. They, they they need that. You know, there's no internationals and and, and all of that. So, but we do need. Uh, yeah, we do need to take a breath. Now, Robbo, I know you personally in uh, past off seasons. You've climbed Kilimanjaro. You've cycled through the wine country of South Australia. In fact, I remember you shared notes with the great football coach Arsene Wenger on one of your uh, mm. off seasons. What's on the agenda for uh, this off season? Yeah, it's a little bit um, a little bit different. So the most important thing is get, get some rest and then um, I need to get that off. I have regular contact with coaches, other coaches from other sports. So we'll start lighting each other up in, a, in about three to four weeks' time about some different thoughts and 
and ideas. Um, so I'll need to get that, but it's by the, um, the, the that newfound innovation called Zoom that we uh, <laughs> that we jump on and and, and start sharing thoughts. Um, but I'm gonna miss that. You know, I mean, you guys know me well. You know, not getting you got to re-energize to then go and pick up all the information you need. So you need to fill your tank again, then start that search for for new. And that filling the tank is usually going overseas or seeing something different. And that's, yeah, it's been harder the last couple of years. So I'll, I'll stay up here for a bit, but I need to fill my tank again. And then I need to get some new new information and have new conversations. Well, mate, uh, we want to wish you the best with that. And you've done an absolutely stellar job this year. You've raised the standards from ball boy to boardroom, including us on Roosters Radio. We want to thank you for your leadership this year in a year that was, um, you know, we, we lost we lost so much as fans. You know, we, we ride the roller coaster with you, obviously. You know, you're at the at the coalface. But uh, Silky and I were just thinking, we know you've got a delivery of the special coffee beans and massage oils to the treehouse in Byron, so we will make sure that gets to you on time. <laughs> Um, we hope that uh, David Gingell is working out as a masseuse since he's you know, tired and gone into fixing uh, stressed coaches. And uh, may you and your beautiful family have a really, really uh, great you know, period of uh, break and then into Christmas. And, mate, we look forward to seeing you back at the coalface again and as we take on season 2022. Yeah, I just I want to say thank you to you guys. I know you've, you know, I think what you guys have done there for um, our Roosters culture as well, you know, it's, it's hard to find people that are so passionate but also have a have a medium to sort of pass that on and, and to spread that. And I know you guys, you know, you can see getting Nick on and and getting in to the interview with Nick, that's rare. But but what he did was he did it through um, a real channel, which was, you know, real supporters, real members. Um, and I know, yeah, I just want to say thanks. Like, it's been incredible, the support this year. You know, I... I always feel, as I said, if we don't win the comp, we're letting you guys down. And to to have that that support come back the other way in bucket loads, it's just been it's that's probably one of the biggest lessons I've I've taught. Roosters people want to win, but they also want to play the game in a certain way. You have to act in a certain way, and and we thought that inside our walls, but I didn't really think that people would recognise as much as they did. And it's incredible how many Roosters people have recognised that. And, yeah, I want to thank you guys for for sharing the Roosters love. It's been great. Uh, we appreciate that. Fans, this has been a reading from the book of Coach Robinson. East <laughs> <laughs> to win. East to win. Praise be to Nick. Thanks, Robbo. Enjoy your break, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks, yeah, appreciate Robbo. it. Thank you so much okay. for spending time with us, mate. Have a good one. Well, you have it, Silken Bells. You don't argue with anything he says there. He's just so measured and uh, what a great coach to have at the helm and how exciting for someone like Conor Watson who's come back as a man, as Robbo says in that, you know, or a leader, I should say. Left as a boy, come back as a leader. Uh, left mm-hmm. as a boy, come back as a leader, as a player. And I think he's going to make a, a huge dynamic difference to this team, um, Connor. And, and as we've said goodbye to Boyd and Jake. So uh, we're going to move on to the last word for our CEO, Joe Kelly, and uh, have a chat just so our fans can get a real insight into what's gone on at, in, from Joe's perspective and, and what we can look forward to. There's so much afoot. You're on Roosters Radio and we'll be back right after this. Well, Roosters fans, as we say, this special episode of Roosters Radio, we give the last word. We've heard from our coach, Trent Robinson, and now we're going to get our CEO, Joe Kelly, of our clubs on to have his say on the last word on Roosters Radio for season 2021. Joe, you're with us. 
Yeah, good afternoon, guys. Great to be on board for the last show of the year. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us, Joey. It's been such a busy campaign with so much going on. And, uh, you know, there's a real theme that's been, um, you know, sewn into this later part of the season and, and since Boyd and Jake, you know, retirement, things like that. It's leadership. And, uh, you know, being one of our leaders, mate, can you just summarise the season for us in your words? Yeah, I think you know, we a few of us said it on, on the awards night, um, only on Sunday night. You know, we're all incredibly proud of what the guys have achieved up, achieved up there in southeast Queensland over the latter part of the year in particular. But it's been a it's been a year of just fighting for every win. Uh, we've you know seen so many players out through injury and as it was alluded to too, a few suspensions along the way as well. But yeah, you know, we've just um, hung in there the team spirit, the culture that's developed in the in the, in the club over the, uh, over a number of years now, but under Robbo's leadership, to be honest, in, in football sense, is just um, been remarkable. I think that we normally measure success, as I mentioned on Sunday night in the awards um, sort of presentation, by winning. But this year, I think uh, we've identified a whole new way of defining success, and, and that is just the team spirit and the camaraderie and uh, and the never say die attitude that we've seen from from the team this year under under a great deal of adversity. Joe, the uh, the awards was such a special night the other night. Uh, you know, to see Teddy get his fourth, Jack Gibson is is probably going to be a club record that'll stand equal with Fitzy. Yeah, for for a long time, and uh, and he's equal Craig Fitzgibbon's record. You must have been really proud to be there, and uh, you know, to see the awards, I should say, and and, and you know, just be part of this great club. Yeah, look, it was a really unique way of doing it. Like we started last year, obviously we we're able to have a an event at Bondi um, at, at, at our East Leagues Club last year and then still stream it, which we did for the first time. And I know we got thousands of people following it last year on live streaming. But this year, for most of us, including uh, the board, our management team, um, all our staff that didn't obviously go to the bubble, we're all down here in Sydney. Uh, we shot a couple of videos, et cetera, and set that up as a package. Um, and to really sit at home and watch it on TV screen this year was a really unique way of doing it. But I've got to say... Uh, I thought it was a fantastic uh, event and I take my hat off as well to just our staff that we've got internally um, that, you know, we are a footy, footy club at heart and to be able to pull off a, an event like that online on, you know, on, on and streamed in such a way, in such a professional way, uh, is a real credit to, to all our staff behind the scenes as well. Yeah, we know how much work went into it, mate, because uh, doing that award presentation for Teddy, Silky spent two days in hair and makeup, I hope you noticed. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, did, it did look remarkably different to the way he normally looks. <laughs> Thank you for noticing, Joe. Joe, uh, you wear many hats at the club. You know, you're the CEO of the football club, but you're also the uh, CEO of the East Group. It's, it's no secret that with COVID, uh, you know, clubs, pubs and what have you have all shut down. But there is a bit of light at the end of the tunnel and uh, I'm pretty sure the you know, a number of the clubs will be opening up very soon. Yeah, we're, we're sort of getting a, a, a lot of uh, information at the moment that, yeah, the 11th looks like the date now. Um, it was originally the 18th of October. It's now been brought forward a week. Vaccination rates are obviously going very well in New South Wales. I know where I'm living. Um, we hit 70% in the LGA where I am um, today, uh, yesterday actually, um, double vaccination. So, look, it's, going, it's really going well. And obviously we know from a government perspective that once we hit that number, we can reopen. Um, so we're now planning everything internally across all three of our clubs uh, that we've got open at the moment, being uh, obviously Bondi Junction, but also down at Berkeley on the south coast and Kingswood out at Penrith. Uh, we're planning to open the doors to our our members, um, you know, on on the on the 11th of October, and really looking forward to seeing all our members back and and, and our staff our staff back gainfully employed as well. We've 
had you know, the challenges there and we had to stand down um, you know, a significant number of staff um, during this closed period. So it's be really good to see them back too and engaged in their, their normal jobs. That's really exciting news, Joe, to get back into the club. Just while we're on clubs, um, just for all our fans and locals of the Waverley area, Waverley Bowling Club, what's, uh, what's the development news on that? Yeah, Bell's um, going really well. Uh, Mervac started on site around April. Uh, it was April they started on site. They've nearly dug the hole. They've got a dig. Um, that's you know, remediation and, and just getting the, all the civil works done. That will be finished within two weeks. Pleasingly, and a major milestone is that we received the construction certificate this week. So once the, the those works are finished and civil's finished, Mervac Constructions come on site and they start you know the build. Um, they're building a suite down at Bondi um, to display what the the apartments will look like. Uh, that'll be ready in the next sort of four to five weeks, I believe, as well. So it's all steam ahead. And, and at the end of the day, it's about getting the club open back in 2023. Uh, they've got the bowlers have got a 130 year anniversary that year in September. And certainly my mandate is to be seeing that open well and truly before that, so they can celebrate their 130th year back at their new club and. 2023. Well, hopefully we can celebrate your 130th year on Roosters Radio the rest of us, Charlie, because the fountain, bowling is the fountain of youth, as you know it, in the area. And also I look the... 130 now, Bush. <laughs> oh, no, mate, you look nothing like that. I've seen you hit a golf club when we have our annual, uh, well, let's not go, it's a soft point, a sore point for Silky, and uh, Bells wants to join us. Joe, we want to thank you, mate. We really appreciate the access, the leadership, the insights you give us to our club, uh, and the great job you do as a CEO. I mean, a great club doesn't go together with great leaders, and... Uh, We've been fortunate enough to get you on. We want to wish you the best in the off-season as we come through to Christmas. As you know, mate, any scoops, you know our numbers. So we'll, yeah, take, uh, we'll take them by text and uh, via yeah. Buzz Rothfield. Yeah, no, absolutely, Bush and Silky and Bells. Yeah, and likewise to you guys as well. We uh, totally appreciate what you do for the club. Um, so professional uh, and just a, a great ambassadors for, for the Roosters. So thanks so much for uh, all your support during the year as well. Well done, Joe, and take care of yourself and your family through. Thanks, uh, through Joe. Rest of thanks year. Joe. He's to win. Thanks, guys. Welcome back to Roosters Radio fans and Silky and Bells. Two great leaders, and, and what a great opportunity it was to give the last word to our coach, Trent Robinson, and our CEO, Joe Kelly, which wraps up what we could consider to be a successful season. I absolutely agree, Bush. Uh, look, it takes many people involved in this club from all different levels to, uh, you know, for it to be the success that it is, both on and off the field. Obviously, there's been plenty of um, spanners in the work with COVID and whatnot, so, you know, it's good to hear Joe then. Uh, you know, announcing that the clubs will be back and there'll be people employed. I really took something away there. Uh, and look, when we talk about Trent Robinson, you know, I've run out of superlatives to describe mm. the bloke. He's just, he's just a great guest on Roosters Radio. I'm going to call him wine. He just keeps getting better with age, doesn't he? Oh, red wine. <laughs> One last time for the season in Robbo We Trust. Had yeah. to throw it in there. Had to throw it in, Bells. <laughs> Silky, what do you look forward to most in season 2022? Well, for me, Bush, it's pretty easy. For me, it's all about our boys. So seeing our boys run out, at our traditional home, which probably hasn't got a name yet, but the Sydney Football Stadium or whatever it may be called, 
I can't wait for that. So exciting. Yeah, po- a Pilatus Field, I think it's called. <laughs> State of the art. It's going to be outstanding. Yeah. As oh. a fan sitting in that stadium watching live football, that's mm. what I'm actually looking forward to, a live game of football. But to watch it there in our own backyard, it's going to be awesome. First game. Could you imagine the atmosphere? Well, I remember I was the ball boy when the uh, the original one was built. So uh, I know what? exactly what it's like, Bush. Yeah, you might well, get a start again, Coop. Yeah, I might have to dust off the, <laughs> dust off the old Adidas. I'll tell you what, we'll get that white uniform That white out. jumper. Yeah, and maybe a couple of queen sheets. <laughs> <laughs> City Ford on them. And Bush, what are you looking forward to? Bells, we've got $4 million on the sideline and uh, I want to see that come back on. And I'll be honest, probably seeing our clubs reopen, you know, there's a lot of staff at the Roosters that, you know, Joe Kelly touched on it and he's, this is the serious side of this year, I think. There's a heap of people that have been put out of work and stuff just to see our clubs open up, see us get back to that normality. Um, get down and uh, yeah, maybe just put a couple of dollars in one of the chip and chocolate machines at one of our various <laughs> clubs to support so we can buy the next uh, Sam Walker. Bells, what are you looking forward to? Well, I'm looking forward to seeing part of that $4 million on the sideline back on the field, and that's the little man, Luke Keary. I well, can't three million. wait. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to see him just run out again, and he just adds so much to our team, yeah. and he's dynamite. So he really sure looking is. forward to see. And I bet he can't wait either, Absolutely. just to get that ball back in his hands. Well, that's it for this season of Roosters Radio. We want to thank all our guests, players and coaches, and more importantly, we want to thank you, the fans, who tune in each and every week. But before we leave, a special farewell to our departing players, the Morris Twins, Boyd Cordner, Jake Friend and Isaac Liu, and of course, our coaching staff, Nathan Kalis, Craig Fitzgibbon and Travis Toomer. We wish you all the best, but that's it for this season of Roosters Radio, and as we say each and every week, East East to win. win. You've been listening to a Radio Hub production. For more information, visit radiohub.com.au.